This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, age ain't nothing but a number. Plus, Biz acts like she cares, Teresa has figured out the formula, and we talk to Kimmy Gatewood and Rebecca Johnson about the new Netflix series, Glow. Woo! How are you, Teresa? Super tired. Um, uh, There's so many things in my brain now. Oh, do you have yeah. any idea how many things are in my brain? You do, probably, because you have like a really similar number of things in your brain. But like, it's a lot of numbers. It's just so many people and things to keep track of. Um, <laughs> we used to like, it's like there's squirrels up there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like what are we even, how, I don't know, it came out of some like sketch meeting one day. It's like there's squirrels up there. I just can't stay focused on anything. Um, no, I'm just focused on a million things. I have to keep, I have to keep like yeah. taking inventory. You yeah, know? it's like, like a running inventory. Yeah, yeah. Is this covered? Is this covered? Is this covered? Nope. Nope. Uh, Nope. 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 Um, (laughs) And uh, but one thing has been really great, which I wanted to follow up on from a past show where I alluded to, you know, I'd been having trouble leaving Curtis behind for our first few shows because I just like hadn't had time to pump. Like I was exclusively breastfeeding and, you know, he was really little and he was just kind of like always on me, you know, right. like, and I just was not. As babies I just, are wont to do. Yeah. And I yeah. just like wasn't pumping regularly. Right. Um, and so uh, there were a couple episodes that we recorded where like I'd been planning up until like the moment before <laughs> to like leave him at home with the babysitter and right. Oscar and just like didn't end up doing that because there was no milk for him. And then I had this moment on the show where I was like, I could just use formula sometimes. Yeah. It's not going to be that much. Right. Um, which I never used formula with my other two kids. Never had a problem with it. Just yep. never, never needed to. Was yep. always like You'd also to... never used an epidural. Life changes. Life changes. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And so I bought some formula and we've been using it like periodically. And I'm also (laughs) like, I'll pump sometimes because like sometimes if he has a bottle, I like need to pump. Right. But that's fine. Then I can just pump when he's having the formula and there's milk for later in the week or whatever. That's so great. And it's just helpful. I don't know. It's just. Good job. Yeah. Good job. This is working. Yeah. It's working. Isn't it nice when it works? And isn't it nice when you allow it to work? Exactly. Right? Like you just say. Yeah. I went, what is the problem here? Yeah. And then I went, I can't think of what the problem would be. No, there's not one. And that he takes it is great. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, that's great. Yeah. So good job. That's great. Good job. Thanks for catching us up on that. Um, (laughs) How are you? Um, I'm fine. I am. I, I was thinking about this on the way. This morning I was taking the kids to school and. I realized, and this is so not about the importance of what Katie Bell feels she needs to tell me, Mm. but my seven-year-old, Katie Bell, just has a lot of, like, sentences that she wants to tell me, a lot of things that Mm. she wants to tell me, and I know, uh, as a good person, that this is, like, her way of sort of mimicking adults and mimicking conversation, and so she's, you know— Oh, mama, today this happened or this happened mm-hmm. or I saw this thing or she'll like retell stories. And I know this is I can hear this is her doing the thing that a sort of adults do and you have conversations and it's great. But 
simultaneously as an individual who is not a parent, Mm -hmm. if I am in that mode, a lot of what she wants to share just means nothing to me. Right. I mean, it's like about a Pokemon card or it's about a funny thing that happened in a movie or it's like it is literally just a series of some facts about her life put together. You know, I'm (laughs) wearing it. I mean, it's it's just I'm like, uh yeah. Why are you like part of my brain's like, <laughs> why are you using these words at me? Yeah. They're just, you know, like yes. I'm just like these are just words coming at me and I don't <laughs> I don't care. Yes. I'm so tired. And my brain is full of squirrels. And I'm right. trying to do all this other stuff. Yeah. And like, is it just me driving you somewhere enough? Right. <laughs> that right. I have to like yeah. because it's like it's just like being at a cocktail party with somebody yeah. where they start telling you something that you're like, Oh, don't Sometimes I, like, in my mind yeah. when Grace is doing this exact yeah. thing, thing to me, I'm thinking to myself, I don't could not care less. Yeah, I don't care. But I don't say that. No, of course not. Because I'm nice. I say things but I, like... It's like, okay. I just go, okay. <laughs> okay. I just, I totally started the Teresa mantra of, okay. Because I, I think I used to, like, really try and engage more uh-huh. to help develop, because, well, probably because I'm a talker uh, and can't just shut up and say, okay. Uh, but, so, I, I started doing the, like, okay... But it is just one of those things that I'm constantly like, oh, it's just like one more weird thing I'm balancing out of like in my brain being like, I don't care what you're saying. <laughs> but then the other part's like, but I love you right. and I need to help you right. feel like you should yeah. be validated don't talking. Stop talking don't talking to st- me. Yeah, don't ever stop talking. <laughs> Why won't you talk to your mother? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My poor parents probably are still like, why are you calling me? This I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't care. Uh, so anyway, speaking of not caring, uh, today we are going to talk about uh, the importance of age and sort of what we let our kids do and if it has any real meaning. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember If you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother You should assume that when we talk about other moms We're talking about you If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother We definitely are talking about you Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise Teresa Yes this is actually an interesting idea for a conversation, I think. And you brought this in as something you wanted to talk about. And it, I was like, why well, haven't, I guess this has been mulling around in the back of my head for a while, too, where we we find ourselves putting great importance on age in ter- mm-hmm. of, of, of our kids, like in terms of when we expect things to happen developmentally, what we let them do. Uh, I spent a lot of time at our live show, which we're going to release later this summer, talking about when I finally let Katie Bell have some gum mm, right. at like seven, yeah. I had this real moment of like, why the fuck did I wait this long to give yeah. her some fucking gum? Yeah. Right? But it made sense not to give her at three right. some gum. Right. Because she could choke on it or something. I don't right. know. There's no way she could fucking chew, right, guys? Anyway, <laughs> so we had these, like, we had these things about age, mm. and uh, I think there is importance. Obviously, yeah. there's a reason. It's a guide, we, it's a guide of some kind. But there's also a risk, and by risk I mean I do it all the time, uh-huh. of possibly just like, I don't know, attributing importance to something randomly yes. that actually 
is not valid at all. Right. Like, we'll say it's because they're a certain age, but that's actually totally arbitrary. It's like, very arbitrary. But we're just saying, oh, well, it's when you're seven, you can do this. Well, or when you're <laughs> right. nine, when you're you can this, do this. You could do this. Yeah. And then there's this thing where if you have more than one kid, yeah. what you were totally saying is not valid for one kid suddenly becomes super valid for the other. Right. Right. Anyway, so have you, is this... This is a this is a real thing, right? Yes, Have totally. You, okay. Yeah. What made me think of this was I had this experience at the park a few days ago with my two big kids. Um, the baby was with the babysitter, and I and I um had taken Grace and Oscar. You're doing such a good job. Oh, thank you. That's really nice oh, that you did that. It's that's I'm nice. trying to do little things like that. No, but that's nice. I'm just good. Sorry, I just thank take you to break. Okay. You're, you are my hero. Oh, Go ahead. Thanks. That's really nice that oh. you're doing that. Yes. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, so I was at the park with Grace, my five and a half year old, and Oscar, my three and a half year old. And, you know, we're just hanging out. I'm sitting on a bench. Grace is kind of like chatting with me and like walking away and coming back and chatting with me. <laughs> Oscar goes off and makes some friends with some girls who are probably like about Grace's age. Yeah. As he will do. Right. And then he comes back over to me and one of the girls that he's made friends with comes running over and she's like, open your mouth. And she's holding, (laughs) she's talking to him and she's holding like what looks like an unwrapped chocolate egg, like a small (laughs) unwrapped chocolate egg, but like one one that's been like carried around. Like it's one that's handled. been handled. It's been unwrapped for a while. It didn't like just get right. unwrapped. Right. Um, and she's like, open your mouth to him. And he starts to open his mouth and she starts to like put it in. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, guys, come on. No. Like, yeah. no. Just to, and I, I didn't even have a reason. It was just yeah. I felt weird. It He's just... my little baby. He's right. like three year old. He's three. He, he doesn't need to eat weird candy from strangers. Sure. Like even the even cute little kids. Kids, right. Um <laughs> And Grace immediately steps in, like, really, because Oscar listens to me and right. shuts his mouth and steps back. Yeah. And Grace is like, well, then I will take it. And it's- so she steps forward and opens her mouth like, I'm game. And the girl just puts it in Grace's mouth. And I just sat there going like, yeah, whatever. If she <laughs> if she wants it, I guess she can have she's it. Old, she's old enough to fend for herself in the wild now. She, Mama raccoon has sent her. Like, her. She's like, at this age, she can go make a nest. Go make a nest. We'll see you in the holidays. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's and and as it was happening, I was going like, "What the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why is this okay?" Because it was so right. It was perfect because they happened right on top of each other. So I was immediately yeah. aware of yeah. my different feelings oh, yeah. happening right there in my face. And like, I, part of it is that like Grace eats candy off the ground. Like That's I true. can't stop since her since birth, since the she coffee has days. Always done that. <laughs> I cannot stop her from eating candy off the ground. Like I've tried so many times. <laughs> so it's like I'm already past. Like I've already accepted that right. she is. She's a ground eater. She's a ground eater. Some have a biter. Some have a ground eater. Why have we not categorized ground eating yet on the show oh, or out in the world? A, yeah. ground eater, a ground eater. A ground eater. Yeah. You, um, <laughs> like Oscar, that's the best thing ever that's Oscar, come out of your mouth. Okay, and Oscar has not been contaminated yet. Sure. So like, I'm still right, right. protecting. <laughs> is right you don't even like give grace the warnings anymore no it's just like it's like you secretly as grace is putting like 
garbage in, you know, ground M&Ms in her mouth. You're like, hold it. It's like the day that my sister dropped out of the Catholic church before confirmation. And mama for just, I remember mama and I go get in the car. And it's like the first time Helen's not with us. Uh-huh. And she just turns to me. There's no conversation. There's no nothing. She just yeah. turns to me and she says, I don't care what you believe in, but you will be confirmed in the goddamn Catholic church. And I was like, oh yes, ma'am. Yeah. Right. You know, but like, I could yeah. see you just like grabbing Oscar and be like, yeah. whatever you do, don't put these in your yeah. mouth. But yeah. my brother, I mean, my sister, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's too late for That's her. over. It's over. Yeah. It's I can't over. do anything about that one. <laughs> Had to let that one loose. Oh, that is. Okay, but yes, I totally see what you're saying. Because yeah. in our house, I, I I definitely, I think what stands out the most for us in this is all the stuff we just never let Katie Bell do as mm-hmm. an only child. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, ice cream took a really long, not forever, but you know yeah. what I mean? It was like that first year, that child oh, yeah. was a vessel. Oh, yeah. Fruits she was a vessel. And milk. And, and maybe it. even yeah. into two. And then you started thinking, should I? Yeah. I guess we could try it this one time. Yeah, yeah. Look how relaxed we are as parents, right? Yeah. And Ellis is just like the moment he can hold a spoon. There's yeah. like ice cream in yeah. that shit. I'm like, I don't care. Right. Eat this chocolate. Right. I, I, <laughs> right? Like there's, yeah. I no longer associate some things that I attributed to age and like yeah. what I thought was okay at a certain right. age just seems gone. Right. And, and and not because, you know, he's a boy or not. It's totally because I can't balance those things no. separately when I am with both of them all the time. Right. Uh, and now, our perception of how old they are right. and what they can handle and what they can do changes yeah. as we change. Well, right. Like, as parents. Right. Like, like, I now know that, you know, uh, there are things that Ellis would be capable of doing at three that I would have been worried about Katie Bell being mm-hmm. capable of doing yeah. just because I didn't know what her capabilities were. Right? right. Like, I, I, surprise, I'm not that parent who's like, let's find out by letting them fall. Right? Like, that's <laughs> <Yep. laughs> just not, that's not me. And that's okay. Uh, but, like, I, I, I also find myself doing this thing where I I use the age thing as sort of a defense against judgment. Yeah. Where like I find totally. a lot of times because I have tall kids, mm-hmm. people assume and they're I have older. talkers. They mm-hmm. they talked really early yeah. and they're tall. Mm-hmm. So people like on playgrounds and stuff just don't just assume the kids are older than they mm-hmm. are, especially when they're in this Three to five year old window. Yeah, I mean, Katie Bell was like two or three, and I remember uh, Stefan had her out at the playground in Brooklyn, and you know these kids were like piling up behind her on the slide, and the kid was about to yeah. push her on down the slide, and he was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. You know, hands this off. Is like a little she's toddler. two, yeah, right. And yeah. everybody was like, "What?" Yeah, and I also think. Like, not just in terms of setting limits about what things they can do. I think it's also, like, um, like disciplinary stuff. Mm. Like, I feel like every year I find myself, when I'm talking about something that Grace did. Right. I, I remember being like, she's just two. Like, yeah. Like, give her a break. And right. then I was like, she's just three. And then I was like, she's just four. four. And now, <laughs> now I'm like, she's only five. She's I only mean, 32. She's- give her a break. She'll <laughs> learn how to pay bills someday. Right. <laughs> And it's, but it, that is really interesting. Like, I'm at the point now where I'm just going to start saying they're just kids, mm. you know? Yeah. But because what I realize now is that, like, none of those numbers actually mean anything. Like, with, with right. Grace being my oldest, each time 
she became a new age, I realized anew how little that felt to me. Oh, also. Like, yeah. I see what you're saying. Do you saying. know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like yeah, like even seven things, feels so right, little. So little, like now. But right. Like, like right now, when I think about a seven-year-old, I'm like, that's kind of like a big kid. But yeah. I know that once we get there, I'm still going to be like, she's my little Grace. She's my little yeah. seven-year-old. Like seven is so young. I, you know, right. like they need our protection. Like they need our understanding. They need our patience. All yeah. those things. And but when you have like a baby, you look at a toddler and you're like, who is that monster? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's like the like it, they're just they're all relative. All yeah. the ages are so relative and like so dependent on what you're going through. Well, I, I think that's it. I think a lot of it. Then again, how much are am I using it as a crutch or as an excuse? Yeah. To, uh, yeah, because I sit there and I we also do. We've talked about this on the show a lot where we. When we're remembering our experiences mm-hmm. as kids, you know, uh, it's, well, I was seven when I was right. by myself yeah, at home yeah, and yeah. I was a total latchkey kid yeah. walking home from school, blah, 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 blah. Like, is that really true? Yeah. Were is you really that, seven? Was I seven? Or were you 11? Or was like, I, we yeah. we don't know. Because exactly. to me now, an 11-year-old feels like they practically have one foot in college. Right. When I think of that age right. as opposed to... You know, like, I think everything gets distorted with, like, television. It's like the old, you know, when you're uh, 13, you read Seventeen magazine. When you're 17, you read Cosmo, right? Right, Like, so I think there's, you know, some of that at play where you watch TV and you're like, well, those aren't first graders that we're watching, right? Right. Like, they're acting like 11-year-olds would act, right? But it's a show sold to seven-year-olds, right? So, like, you do have this, like, well, could she be doing this now? Can right. he, is it all right for him to be doing this? Like, I, yeah. I think about all those, like, there's that, what is that Japanese cartoon? It's that beautiful movie with the cat. Totoro? Yes, Totoro. Yeah. Uh, and I love this movie. It's really sweet. It's really it beautiful. And I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I just don't live in the neighborhood or the street to make this possible, but I think about that dad working mm-hmm. at his computer and his two kids with the oldest one is like, Six or seven, oh, maybe. She? Oh, she's I, probably younger. I feel but like she's nine. Okay, the maybe she's one? nine. She's older. But the younger, the younger one, one is, is like three. Three. Yeah, she's and little. she's just and they're, they're just, just going. They're just going. They're going free. And I'm like free range. Part of me yeah. wants to let them go. I know. Like really bad. And like in a way, they kind of need to. I like, agree. Would be so much. But Teresa, better. they're three. I know. <laughs> but they're three. <laughs> like I know. Uh, you know, and I feel I like. We as a society are in this weird, at least in American society, right. definitely have put the, I mean, I am all about safety for children, mm-hmm. but there's nothing more frustrating than getting out one of those pull-along toys and not being able to actually pull it because they've made the rope so short because oh, totally. the kids hurt themselves on it, right? right? Like, yeah. And I'm like, I, I get the need for this, yeah. but we've also limited ourselves from enjoying this fucking toy, so right? True. And it's the same thing with like this age thing where I'm like, we're limiting our children from just roaming free and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I know. But while simultaneously being like, well, I don't want to be the one whose kid fell in the well. Right? Like, right. Or like, like broke their arm down at the arm. creek and right. couldn't get But I back. can remember... Or, yeah. Again, I wasn't seven. I had to have been like somewhere. It was still like elementary school, though. Mm -hmm. So probably fourth or fifth grade being at my friend's house. And we were running around the neighborhood. Again, you know, you just knew when to come back to the house. I'm not even sure her parents were home. I think it was just her older brother. And we were playing in a creek. And I cut my foot wide open. Mm -hmm. I just sat there until she went and got an adult. Right. 
Like that was it. Was it was okay. That was it. I mean, yeah, she it went to go out. find somebody at her house, and it was yeah. a long walk back. Yeah. There's no cell phones. You didn't go. And it was, right. that was it. And then they came and got me, and then I went and got stitches. And, you know, like yeah. it was not the like end of the world. Ex- and I wasn't terrified, and I wasn't, you know, I don't know. Maybe my mother felt awful about it, or maybe she didn't. I don't know. Right. Right. So, like, this age thing, mm-hmm. again, it's like, how much am I limiting what my children could be capable of doing because they're my babies? Do they ask you, like, Mama, how old will I have to be before I can do X, Y, or Z? Uh, Katie Bell does in terms of staying home by herself. Yeah. And we're getting there. Grace we're we're getting there. Yeah. I think I think we're really close to, like, me going to the grocery like store. Right, yeah, yeah. like that. Or if I go walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. Something like that. Because um, Katie Bell is really good, and she's shown yeah. me her responsibility, and she yeah. knows my number, and, like, all yeah. that kind of... She knows which the neighbors. Uh, Ellis puts his own uh-huh. on them. He does yeah. this thing where he's like, he doesn't want to have... Yo, he doesn't want to try new foods. He doesn't want to do X, mm-hmm. Y, or Z. When I'm older, when I'm four, oh, or when I'm five, so I'm going to do this thing. Oh, but not until then. And I'm I like, great. It's adorable. It really though. is super it's like, cute. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like he's just trying to placate you. Yeah, like, yeah don't worry, Mama. When I'm, don't worry, when I'm 40, I'll, I'll be able to, like, try new foods. I won't, I won't just have fish sticks. Yeah. Yeah, so they do, like, that's about it. And your kids. They... Yeah, I mean, they, well, Oscar doesn't, Oscar really doesn't understand ages yet. He's really confused about that. He always yeah. gives a different answer when you ask him how old he is. But um, <laughs> it's weird. But um, Grace, Grace will often ask how old, how old, and, like, how long until she can babysit mm-hmm. for Oscar and how long until she can babysit for Curtis, which is, I'm just like, I today? Know, forever. How about today? No, like a hundred million years. <laughs> um, but also it's funny because I I used to think like, oh, I can just say 12. Right. You know, but then I started realizing she was remembering the age that I said mm. and it was really meaningful oh, to her. Yeah. So she'll like bring it up and be like, oh, well, when I'm 12 and I can babysit. Or yeah. like, oh, well, when I'm nine and I can get my ears pierced. Right. Or, oh, well, when like, and yeah, they, so then I've kind of backed off from that a little bit. And yeah. I started trying to say like, you know, we're going to, every kid is different. So we're going to see how everyone's doing <laughs> when we get there. And she does not. No. Like that is no. That is I do not want arbitrary time I want defined time One Bad Mother is supported in part by Bowl and Branch Great sleep starts with the right sheets and you guys at this point in my life, sleep is my most treasured luxury. It's my most treasured self-care in my day. And there's something really, really nice about giving myself the good sheets right. to go to bed in at night. These sheets are so soft. They are made from 100% organic cotton. Also, you can try them for 30 nights and see for yourself. And if you're not impressed, you can return them for a full refund. So go to bowlandbranch.com today and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping in the U.S. when you use the promo code BADMOTHER. That's $50 off plus free U.S. shipping right now at bowlandbranch.com. Spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code BADMOTHER. 
Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. As some of you may remember, um, I have three children. (laughs) And I don't drive, like, an SUV or a minivan or anything. I have, like, a little sport wagon. Um, and I'm very committed to my little sport wagon, <laughs> very committed to not buying a new car. Um, and so I went out of my way to ha- buy really small car seats so that I could fit three across in the back seat, um, which works and has they fit and it's fine. But I was realizing like Grace and Oscar were kind of on top of each other because mm. Grace has this like little booster seat that was fitting in the middle. And so she and Oscar were right next to each other. And just every day when I would pick them up from school, they would just immediately start in with, like, physical fighting and, like, Mm. kicking and punching. And, like, they're having fun. Like, nobody's, like, getting extremely hurt. But it's just really annoying to listen to that. And everything escalated really fast. Like, they would just grab each other's hair. Like, like, they just wasn't... There wasn't any room to like right. talk things through at that time of day. <laughs> and they're just so physically close that it just facilitated this. And then I just realized, oh, I haven't like actually tried putting the baby in the middle. Yeah. Like I the car seat might actually fit there. <laughs> so I switched them around. Yeah. And now Grace and Oscar are on either side of the baby. And it was like so weird. We've had a couple days now of me picking them all up. And it's like a totally different car that I'm oh, riding. Oh wow. Because they're just chatting with each other. Everything's fine. Like nice. they just—it's so weird. Like just splitting them apart. That's now so everybody's nice. happy. Hey, There's no problem. Look at that. So I felt like a genius. Curtis, the peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I the uh, Zephyr's traveling. Yeah. We're filling the time. Uh, a lot of days. A lot of days. Ten days. Ten days. Yeah. A lot of days. Thanks. So I. Uh, Busted out some of that long roll of, I had like a random roll of paper, mm. you know, uh, like art paper. Like butcher paper? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, butcher paper that yeah. had been laying around outside for too long. Ripped off the brown part and then <laughs> brought it inside and let them water paint on oh, it. Nice. And that, it was nice. And then uh, I just with pure whimsy, uh, painted a little mustache on Ellis's face and he thought that was really great mm. and then they wanted to paint my face mm. and I let them nice. because I was really trying to be oh. in the moment yeah you were and I let them paint my face yeah and it was it was super adorable that's awesome it was oh my god good job I was that's in the so moment guys oh I love it yes hi guys I just had um a genius moment so just came home from the hospital from having my second baby, and um, that's not the genius part. So <laughs> um, I have a tiny little bathroom with a tiny little trash can, and, you know, all of the trash that goes along with um, having a vaginal birth. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to put the diaper genie in the bathroom for all of that gross trash. I don't have to, like, empty it twice a day. The baby's diapers don't smell yet, so I don't care if they go in a regular trash can. I just feel like a fucking genius right now. Um, 
we'll see how I feel tomorrow on our first real day as a family of four. But anyway, <laughs> I love the show. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Good oh, job. Yeah. Really good job. First off, congratulations. Yeah. Second off, that's really smart. Totally. Yeah. Use it. You got, there's no, like, rule that you have to use the diaper genie for diapers. Right. And the nightmare of the afterbirth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Is It deserves its own special place. It does. It deserves its own genie. <laughs> good job. Very smart. Very. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Oh, just classic mistake. I just, when we were going up to San Francisco for our show, I I kind of could tell that Curtis had grown out of his size one diapers. <laughs> but, like, we still had a lot more. Yeah. And I just didn't want to, like, waste them. Right. I mean, I knew I could, like, donate them or, like, give them to a friend or whatever. But, like... Diapers are expensive. I just, like, wanted to use them up. And so (laughs) I just didn't make the switch in time. Mm. So, and then, and we were traveling, so I only brought size one with me. When, like, really I should have brought size two. And we had just, like, multiple blowouts. Like, it was, like, every, every poop was a A blowout. blowout. And it was, that totally could have been prevented. (laughs) On this traveling experience by just me bringing the correct size of diapers. Correct. So that was lame. That was lame. And you're doing a horrible job. I know. Oh. Okay. So uh, I let my kids paint my face. Mm -hmm. And then I just forgot about it. You did? I did. For real? It was a really long day. And that's why I didn't think I was going anywhere. Right, right, right. And then uh, I had at least two different people stop by. For surprise, like one was like oh a one was like a guy who's gonna help us with something at the house, uh-huh. and he just randomly showed up because yeah. he had time, and I just talked to him for like the full like really? twenty minutes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. And then like later, I had a friend come over that night, uh-huh. and yeah, I, I just was like, it wasn't until I went to the bathroom, yeah, that I was like, well, look at that. Right. Look at what's on my face. Right. It's. It's paint. Oh, my God. And uh, there you go. That's amazing. It was. It was. It was exactly what it was. I'm laughing at you. You should laugh really right at me. Right at me. Hi, I'm calling with a fail today. Um, This fail actually happened about a week and a half ago. But um, at the time, I don't think I could have called in. Um, I was a maid of honor at my best friend's wedding. And my parents watched, my son was in the wedding as the ring bearer, but my parents watched him um, throughout the wedding and um, that night. So in the morning, I had to come back to my parents' house, grab my keys, um, go get my car. And I walked up, and my dad bought this old convertible, and my son, who's 14 months, was playing around it, and he wanted to get in. So I set him in the back seat. And my younger sister, who was six, um, climbed in the front seat. And when she climbed in the front seat, I was literally standing right there. And my son walked across the back seat Mm. and was standing there. And I was about to pick him up. And my sister shut the door right on one of his little fingers. And then we couldn't even open the door. Um, It even took a second. Opened the door. And his finger's bleeding everywhere. I'm sobbing. He's crying a little bit. He ends up not even crying for that long. Um, so, yeah, it was Easter Sunday. So, we found ourselves Easter Sunday at the ER. 
I'm hungover, and my son's finger needed stitches. Bye. So, thanks, guys. A lot going on here. Yeah. But what I wanted, the reason I thought this was important was I really, and this kind of plays into what we were talking about earlier, is I just don't think we remember that kids get hurt a lot. Yeah, that's right. We get hurt as yeah. adults. People go out and they get fucking hurt. All the time. I cut my foot playing in a creek. Oscar split his lip this morning. That's right. I I didn't even think to mention it on the show. Right. Yeah, because it it happens, right? Right. Like, you think, I can remember, like, the mantra in our house was like, don't get your finger, don't stick your finger in a fan, don't Mm. stick your finger in the camp trunk, don't stick your finger, because we constantly were slamming our fingers. I had an ER, like a children's emergency room file Uh that was like an inch thick, because I constantly was getting stitches, my sister's foot went in my eye, you know what I mean? Like fractures, because I was a kid out in the world. Yeah. And I, my parents paid a lot of attention to me. Yeah. You think I don't let my kids fall. My mother was the same, you know what I mean? Like, but they do. It happens. And they fall. It's just really a matter of when is your first ER visit, right? Right. For like some fall. I mean, like, I think about Grace when she fell at the school a couple of years ago and had to go in and get the stitches. Oh, yeah. ah! It happens. Yeah, happens. So I wanted to play this just because of that. Yep. Simultaneously, it doesn't take away the feeling of failure because, right. A, you were doing something for you. Right. Right? You had gone out. Mm-hmm. You had a little hungover. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Yep. You know, and you've, you're balancing all these kids. Right. It's a wedding. You've had family helping with stuff, which is helpful but can be discombobulating. It's a fucking lot. Yep. And there's no reason in the world... To have thought that letting your kid walk around in the back of the car while you got some shit done was going to lead to any of this. Right. So, yes, you were validated in your feeling of failure. Yep. But I have to just say for the record, it's okay that kids get hurt yes. that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in these ways. I'm not saying, yay, kids getting right. hurt, guys. But you know what I mean? It is a thing. The nature of life. The yeah. nature of life. Yeah. Correct. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. When Bad Mother is supported in part by ThreadUp. Want to know the secret to scoring 90% off top brands? Check out ThreadUp. It's your new not-so-guilty pleasure. ThreadUp is basically, guys, the world's largest online thrift store. I used it, and I just got a huge box full of awesome clothes. I, w- I was able to search by designer like J. Crew, Anthropology, Lululemon, Gap, Steve Madden. Exactly. And then I was able to pick out what I wanted, and I wound up getting some awesome stuff for summer for literally like 90% off what I would have paid had I gone into the store. So right now you can go to threadup.com slash badmother to get an extra 40% off your first order. That's threadup.com spelled T-H-R-E-D-U-P dot com slash badmother. That's an extra 40% off right now at threadup.com slash badmother. Teresa, yes. let's call some parents. All right. Woo! Uh, this week, we are calling Kimmy Gatewood, who some of you may remember from earlier shows, and Rebecca Johnson, who are both part of the new Netflix original series, Glow, coming out June 23rd. Welcome, Kimmy and Rebecca. Hi, guys. Hi. 
<laughs> Let's just spend the next 20 minutes saying hi. <laughs> uh, we're in my living room. We're not high, but no, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in my living room, just huddled around their phone. And there's an Elmo draw, a coffee maker prop, two cups of coffee, a gopher puppet. This could take our whole time. If yeah. Me, yeah, if yeah, yeah. If just what's in your house, around. who lives in your house? Yeah, wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. Uh, actually, let's do it as opposed to what's in your house. Let's start with what we always ask our guests, who lives in your house? And uh, Rebecca, since you, uh, this is your first time joining us on One Bad Mother, uh, and we yes. care less about Kimmy right now. What? Let's, let's start with you. Who lives in your house? Uh, my husband, BJ, and my two and a half year old son, Frederick. Oh, Fred. <laughs> but I call him Fred too. You call him Fred? You call him Freddy? Do you like call him Freddy no. and chew gum? We don't call him Freddy. I thought that his nickname was going to be Freddy up, up until uh, like right before we had him. And I found out from my husband, BJ, that he did not like the name Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, Fred is one of those names. Like Frederick is one of those names. I think there's like a series of names. Elizabeth, I, I am one of those names where mm-hmm. it is a name that probably for their entire life warrants these questions that are meaningless. Like, well, what are you going to call him? <laughs> You gonna call him Freddy? Like I just did it. I just did it. I don't care what you call your kid, but I totally was like, "Are you gonna call him Freddy?" For no reason. Kimmy, what about you? Anything changed? Tell us who's still in your house. Uh, My husband Matt, his mustache, my two-year-old Lottie, and right now we have a nanny living with us until she finds housing. Nice. Wow, that is a lot. That's a that's a new thing in your house. Living the dream, really. Actually. I know. You're not even kidding. <laughs> like when I, I, I did not, my 13-year-old self was like, I want a housekeeper and a nanny and a butler and a personal assistant. He's got the butler and the nanny. We're both, we're, both, we're both unemployed, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, I'm so, a butler. It's so funny. Because, it's so funny because you just sit there and I think about like, my first thought though is, I wonder what the nanny thinks of this. She's like, if I am not on fucking call 24 hours, I just want to watch Netflix. I just want to watch The Glow on Netflix tonight. Um, don't give me your baby. Uh, let's, let's talk about the show. And I told Teresa going into this, I'm having a hard time not singing. Katie Bell, my seven-year-old, has this collect as a CD. It is a collection of Disney princess songs. And the very last song on the CD is this made-for-the-CD original song called the, You Are the Glow. And uh, No, it's the worst thing on the planet. You are the glow. And it's, it is so bad. And she was playing it this morning. I think it might be her Mama's Yelling song. I'm going to go in and play this really loud. Um, get to my happy place song. But I can't. Now I just want to call the show the glow and imagine that, but it's not that so tell us uh, a little bit about the show that's uh, coming out in june on netflix so glow uh was an 80s wrestling league it stands for gorgeous ladies of wrestling yes. and it was on for four years in in the 80s it was all women uh wrestling it was on saturdays after morning cartoons yeah, yeah. and so uh so now there was a documentary about it, and now this show follows the personal and professional lives of a 80s 
women's wrestling league based on and inspired by the original glow. Yeah. It, it, it's um, not a direct like biographical retelling of how glow starts, but it's pretty, it, we follow a lot of the key story points. And it's, yeah, it follows a lot of like just the most fun elements of what actually happened to these gals, like while they were learning how to wrestle and like different key points and, you know, the interesting characters that come up, it, they're in, or our characters are inspired by them. Well, tell us a little bit about who each of you guys are playing. Are y'all's characters based on uh, real people, or are they just sort of their own inspired by? We're inspired by. We pl- I play Stacey Beswick. Rebecca plays Don Rivica. We play best friends who are hairdressers. <laughs> and we kind of have that 80s heavy metal look. Nice. But, you know, big hair. Yeah, we spend all day at the Sunset Strip. Yeah. I mean, all night. Yeah. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. Forget I'm it. dumb. <laughs> we wear a, a lot of belts. <laughs> a lot of spandex. A lot of leopard print and there crazy was, colors. There was one time when the costume designer put, she, she put two belts in my dressing room and I was like, which one do you want me to wear? And she was like, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> we also have matching side mullets. Nice. So they literally cut our hair to be like facing opposite directions. And so we, when they were going to cut our hair, they sort of showed everybody like what their haircut was going to be. And and we were like, Hey, shave our heads, like do whatever you want. And then they were like one step away from that. (laughs) So we were the ones who were just like, this is, the biggest thing we ever done. Like <laughs> whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Please include us in the show. Yeah. You're like, yeah, the cooler our hair is, maybe the more we'll be on screen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you find Please like us? Did you find that like <laughs> the characters have the characters like affected you guys? Like is it in how you I mean, because I would feel like I mean, not to say that you guys are like, you know, Stanislavski it up here and like fully, you know, walking in the shoes of these women, or maybe you are, but like, <laughs> are there, like, were there things that these women did or that it takes to be a wrestler, right? That you guys kind of took away with you. And I'm like trying to figure out like how that would play in to how I would well, parent better. <laughs> right. Uh- <laughs> Well, there is there's an element of our character specifically, but then also just the experience of learning how to wrestle. Yeah, um, that like created that it gave us this like newfound confidence in our bodies, like oh. literally like being in our bodies. Especially we were we were the only uh, parents in the like main cast, and so you don't we expect have after you have one year old yeah. like oh we're gonna wear uh, my dream is I want to have a one year old baby and then a year later like wear spandex for four months. Right. Um, but they, they would embrace like our body shape. They were like, don't lose weight. Yeah. That was the best thing I ever heard. They were like, they said, do not lose weight. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I'll do that and I'll raise you a bunch of craft services and gain five pounds. Right. (laughs) It was, it was weird because you kind of had to just like, like deal with your lumpy body and be okay with it. And it was very empowering and I came out of it feeling better about myself. Yeah. And you have to not think at all about the way you look when you're wrestling, you know, like, you know, when you think about how like having a flattering picture or whatever, it's like, you can't think about that at all because you're literally wrestling. And and every angle is, yeah, you're thinking about the other person's safety and your own safety. And like, that's like the first and foremost. And 
So we just had so much fun seeing them and fun learning how to wrestle. And then I think just it made us more confident and comfortable generally as people. And then uh, I'm sure that affected us as moms in some way. I don't know. I don't know. I thought Lottie had to give me a headlock. I thought that was pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> Fred just says, no wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys just put y'all's kids are about the same age? You just put them in a ring together and be like, amuse us? Lottie would kick his ass in a few seconds. Uh, Well, it sounds great. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I like about the all the promotional stuff that's come out is you are seeing all these different body images of women, which is fantastic. And like, especially though, like, but they're made up. They're all done. I was a big wrestling fan when I was a kid. Uh, I loved watching it, and but I don't remember I. My, I was watching like the WWF. I was like the lovely Elizabeth, you know, with right. uh, <laughs> Macho uh, Man Savage and, and, and Hulk Hogan yeah. and all those guys. And that is, so I don't want to, I don't want to, that is wrestling, but it's also choreographed, right? Like, I mean, so much of what the WWF was doing was they're being very physical, but it was very strange. It's actually, was this, it's was, were the exactly women wrestlers? Were the women wrestlers not the same? as choreographed as you would think in Glow or WWF, WWE? Okay, it's like it's like they'll pick their start point and their end point, and, and the storyline is set, so you know who's going to win and lose. But the actual wrestling itself, they just kind of say like, "You want to hit this key move," but they don't. They just talk about it. They don't practice it, and they don't necessarily know what's going to happen. And that blew my mind it's sort of like they learn a bunch of they learn how to do everything right and so like the biggest thing you have to learn is how to like take a fall right and then you learn you learn how to take a fall safely and then you learn how to sell the pain yeah but they learn how to work together so they work together and work off of each other so it's much more improvised than you think so it's it's like this combination of of theater and athleticism but it's not like okay you're going to hit all these marks like, you, here's your choreography. It's not like Mandy Moore is coming in there and choreographing right. <laughs> a group number. So I would pay good money to do that. Because <laughs> um, our trainer was a real WWE wrestler, and so he kind of talked to us about it. And so for our stuff, when we were wrestling, it was much more planned than it ever is in real, in um, WWE or in the original Glow, because they they work together and like you know who's going to win and lose and and our our coach chavo would be like they can lose the easy way or the hard way like if someone was kind of like fighting i know that was really funny yeah because yeah. like newbies will come in and yeah. like they'll be real scrappy and kind of like hit harder back, than they harder. Need to. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like all right and he's like i'm gonna teach him a lesson and i'm like oh my god yeah. <laughs> life lessons entertainment everything in wrestling oh my gosh yeah. that's so awesome this is clearly the new, like, oh, my children are in bed. I'm now going to binge watch, you know, Glow on Netflix. Uh, at the end of the day. <laughs> watch Take the documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody should check the documentary out first. That's absolutely correct. That's on Netflix right now, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, be- it's beautiful, heartbreaking. And it really asks the question, like, how did a bunch of women who've never had wrestling experience and weren't even necessarily that athletic <laughs> say, like, yeah, I want to be a female wrestler. And then we literally went through the same thing because we were like yeah like we'll we'll be in your wrestling tv show jenji kohan we're like we'll do anything to be in a tv show <laughs> yeah. we'll wrestle. just like our characters so yeah. it wasn't it was strange because we're like oh now i get why people would say yes to doing this because we're doing the same thing <laughs> <We just said> yes. <laughs> 
well, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This was really fun. And again, the show, the, I'm going to keep saying The Glow, but Glow comes out on Netflix uh, June 23rd. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. From the dawn of time, one podcast has unlocked the secrets of science and technology to enrich the lives of billions. And now, after a year where they've unlocked the golden age of knowledge, they're about to hit warp speed and go stratospheric. Wait, hold up. On Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we don't make extraordinary claims. We investigate them. We go undercover with fringe religious groups, investigate paranormal claims, and we participate in pseudoscientific medical treatments and then report our findings to you. And yes, we've even investigated Scientology. Shh, Ross, shh. New episodes every month at MaximumFun.org. Ono, Ross, and Carrie. They show up so you don't have to. I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brandy Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. We're Lady to Lady. Do you want a sleepover in your ears? Is that a friend in your pocket or are you just podcast to see me? We're a portable hangout you can bring to the gym, on the subway, or on an oil rig. Seriously, we have listeners who do that. Show with us while we get high with Margaret Cho. Talk showgirls with Katya from Drag Race. And hear Broadway star Anthony Rapp sing Hamilton. I am not throwing away my shot. (laughs) I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. That's Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Woo! That was exciting. So fun. It's really going to be a super fun show. Yeah. Uh, and I do like the idea of, like, I, you know, they were saying... Why would these women do this? And I am right, like, right now at this right. moment in my life, I'm like, I would do this in like two fucking oh, yeah. seconds. Like, not the TV show, Let's but try for real fucking this. wrestling. Let's do it. Set up like Let's a new it. mom wrestling yeah. group. Yeah. <laughs> this is just how we're going to fucking take it out, guys. <laughs> Put on the fucking spin. It's no like, you know, let mom be in the picture or in the pool and the no. beach in the swimsuit. We're spandexing yeah. it up. And give, you know, I'm, I'm ready for a different haircut again, I am too. Definitely. So you and I should have a matching mullet cut. Maybe tattoos. <laughs> yeah. One bad mother coming into the ring. <laughs> Woo. But you know who's really the center of attention in the wrestling match that is parenting? <laughs> <laughs> is a mom having a breakdown? I went another. This is a rant. Or maybe a breakdown because I am incapable of talking about any feelings. At all, without crying. Such a bad day. Who the fuck do these kids think they are? I mean, goddamn, am I just like another kid on the playground that they don't have to listen to? Every single instruction, they don't hear it. No request, nothing. They don't hear it until I've said it three times and then lost my shit and screamed at them like a crazy person. And then I feel like shit. And then they feel like shit. And I'm just so tired of it. And then the talking back to every fucking thing. Choose your stories for bedtime. No, you choose them. What the fuck? Okay, I'll choose you guys' stories. No, not those stories. Then choose your own fucking stories. What the hell? Just listen to everything I fucking say and do it. And mommy won't have to lose your fucking shit. I'm just so tired of it. I just, I'm not getting better at this. And I'm not doing a good job. But 
Maybe I will tomorrow. Thanks. Oh, oh mama. It's like the inner monologue of everybody. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. this is, I, I, I feel like I've spent the last year coming on this show with the same, I mean, I feel like you are yeah. in my head yeah. because that's just it. It's, and you, I mean, I, I, I know that you're not saying to your kids, why don't you just fucking pick the fucking box for fuck's sake? But that is in Sometimes my head. It does Sometimes that back. comes out. <laughs> I, I believe this morning I was like, you can get your own cereal. Like, I don't know. I said something insane like that in the middle of cleaning the house, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but like, that's just it is that <laughs> it's like this trap mm-hmm. of, tri- of, of the respecting the child and like be and getting them to answer and not all that stuff, giving them the choices, doing the decision, and then responding and listening when they give them to you. That when it just goes, like, when they, mm-hmm. it's like you know what the game is supposed to be. Right. And when they don't do it, it's really, it is as upsetting as when they are playing and you don't follow their script, right? It is the tantrum. It's the mom tantrum. It's the parent tantrum that we have where that like moment of you pick the book. Okay, I'll pick the book. Here's here's the book. Listen to how calm I'm still staying. Mm -hmm. Great. I would love to pick the book. I'm going to pick this book. Shall we read? Not, it's never not that book, mama. It's not that Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't like that. Right. We don't want to read that. And and the, like, asking people to do something like, okay, it's time to go brush teeth. Right. Okay, it's time to go brush teeth. Right. Okay, it's time to go brush teeth. Okay, it's fucking time to brush teeth. Like, it, there yeah. is a... There's a breaking point. There's a breaking yeah. point. We all have our limits. Yes. And sometimes one limit... Leads to another limit, <laughs> leads to another limit, to another limit. Right. Sometimes it's really hard to get back on track. And yes. then when you finally do get yourself back on track, they push you again. again. It just happens like that sometimes. And it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Absolutely. There's no satisfaction, I think, in knowing that it's just a thing that <laughs> happened. Like, I'm never satisfied with that answer. No. Like, like, oh, no, this is a thing. Yeah. And, and yes. It's happening in millions of people's houses mm-hmm. right at this minute. Yep. It's not even like uh, just a specific to your state or your country. <laughs> it's everywhere. Children are doing this thing yeah. that's making you lose your limits. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean that helps. No. Knowing that fact. No. You're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. I mean, you and really... Just- getting through it you You know you got through another night sometimes that's how it is like and you are getting really good at this yeah even if it doesn't feel like it that's right I I really think there's some truth to when you're in these moments and they feel like stretches that go on forever it can really make you feel like I'm not going to come out of this on the other side okay I'm I'm not going to find the joy in this again and that's a real valid feeling uh and it's it's just a shitty place to be and I'm sorry that that's happening right now. But you are doing a really good job. Yeah, you, you are. You really are. Yeah. I hope you get a break. I do too. Teresa, yes. what did we learn today? We we learned, look, what I really think this is true, and we haven't said this on the show a lot, but we have conversations like this. I think what's really important to remember is you know your kid best. Yeah. Okay? You have good instincts. And you are correct in trusting those instincts. And you are correct in respecting the limits that your child has or 
the abilities that your child has uh, to let them do things that might not be what your first child did or what uh, your neighbor's kid does in either direction that that swings in the doing stuff or not doing stuff. You know your kid best. Trust your instincts. And you can always uh, change what you're doing. Yeah. And then change it again. Yep. Okay? So uh, let's – this is definitely one of those conversations where you have to try not to let the others or the in retrospect thinking of yourself beat yourself up too hard on this. You know what's best for your kids. We also <laughs> learned lady wrestling is awesome. What we learned and what I think we'll all learn from watching it, and if you go back and watch the documentary, is that we should not put limits on ourselves. Yeah. And we should not let uh, – what we think we should be doing or not be doing define us. We should not be putting those same limitations that we do with age on our kids on us when it comes to our age, our body, what we're interested in, what would make us feel good, and what would be fun. Because I think that really plays out into other stuff in our lives. Um, So let's all try that. Well said. Thanks. I'm not doing any of it, but I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> no, but that, yeah, right? that was so good. Thank okay, you. listen to yourself now. I'm going to listen. I'm going to put my spandex on and listen yeah. to myself. Guys, you're all doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you guys are. You really are. Teresa, yes. you are doing a very good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We are going to talk to you guys next week. (laughs) Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.